Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Say it's time to build. Say it's time to build. Uh, in the book of Haggai, you know, many said it is not yet time to build. And God sent his prophet and he, and, and he said to them, is this time to, to stay in your own paneled houses and leave my house lying in ruins? They had to have the understanding of, of the times because God wanted to rebuild his temple. Amen. And even with us, we are praying that God will give us you know, um, a discerning heart so that we can know and understand that this is not the time to uh, destroy, but this is the time to build, as the scripture says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number three. And, and of course, to us, when we are talking uh, building, we are talking to beget, to unveil, to initiate, to lead, and to delegate. So when we say it's time to build, we, we are declaring that it's, it's time for our mandate to, to, to fulfill. And, and, and in other words, it's a prophetic word to us. God is saying this, the season is now. This is a season of favor. And, you know, in a time of favor, we, we need to do the right things. You know, I love that scripture of the sons of Issachar, which we sometimes quote in part. You know, where it says the sons of Issachar had the understanding of times. But I love the last part. It says so that Israel may know what to do. Because we, in a certain time, in a certain season, once you perceive what is it that God is, is doing, you, you need to pray for the wisdom to be able to do the right thing in the right season. You know, that scripture, you know, again, I think it's in the book of Zechariah. It says, pray for the rain in the time of rain. So, so you need to be accurate with your actions. Do the right thing at the right time. When it, it is the season to, to build, you better build. You know, don't do the, the opposite. I love uh, the book of Isaiah again says that, you know, behold, I am doing a new thing. It was God speaking. And he says, before it happens, shall you, know, you not know it? So what does it mean? God sensitizes you first about what he wants to do in a particular season so that Inga, 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 Bambi, of God, you know, and, and before you know it, by the time you open your eyes, the season is, is gone. Amen. I remember one of the um, striking things that uh, Bishop Musa uh, said to me once. He said, you know, when he said to me, Jacob, when, when, oh, he doesn't call me Jacob. Uh, I need to do it properly. You know how, how people say, and God said to me, son, like, wow, God calls you like that. I wish. You know, he, he calls me Muruti. Yeah, he says, Muruti, you know, sometimes, you know, when, when there is a wave, when there is a wave, you, you, you better pray for the grace to catch that wave. Be, because if it passes, you will never know. Uh, you might not know when the next one is going to come. So when there is a wave, ride on it. Make sure that you don't you don't miss it because it's like a regular moment. It it opens and it closes. So when God is doing something in a certain season, so even as we are saying as Builders Church that it's a season to to build. It's time to build. We we better rise up to the occasion. And 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 through the series of messages that we are going to share, I, I want us to take them as prophetic as possible, Bazalwan. Not just as another sermon, you know, as another teaching moment just for me to take notes. But we need to understand that God is preparing us so that we can be in the right mindset so that we can be relevant for this season that we are in. Now, our topic or subject for today is the cost of building. The cost of building. Because there is a cost attached to it. So if we are to know what to do, we better know the cost. Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter number 14. And I'm just going to take one verse, which is verse number 28. Verse number 28. God is good. Amen. I love God. I love God. I love God. I love Jesus. 
I love his work. I love his Holy Spirit. I love his church. I love his people. Man, I tell you. Tell you. It says, for which of you intending to build? So the intention is good, right? Intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost. Whether he has enough to finish it. I don't want to get ahead of myself, you know, but there's just something that excites me about this scripture. You, you will remember I, from time to time, say that I'm, my prayer is that God will bless us so much financially so that when you ask the cost of what you want, it's not because you want to see whether or not you, you can afford, but because God has given you enough and you are asking because you are willing to pay. You, you want to pay. You want to pay. Um, we, we always have that thing. I'm not sure. Maybe um, uh, some of the couples will attest to this. Uh, we have this thing with my wife. I don't like negotiating for a price. My wife is a chief negotiator in our marriage. She will negotiate anything and everything. She just doesn't take the first. And sometimes she puts pressure on me to negotiate. And me now, I'm ready to pay. I'm not, I'm not like, and I'm like, ah. And, and she says, no, but, you know, and I'm like, no, go and negotiate. And because, you know, that's how I am wired. And, and I always tell people that when Whatever figure she gives you, you must multiply it. But you must divide. The calculator functions differently. It's like, she's like, mm. but when it comes to you, but now, you know, and, and she always, it's like, for me, when, when she says to me, can I give me your card? I give her the card. I don't even ask what are you going to do, whatever. They, but me, do you have cash in your bag? She's like, how much? What do you want to do with it? I'm like, yeah, no, this woman. Yeah, but anyway, don't tell her I said that. Nah. I pray for you there at the back to please um, tell her there was a glitch on the podcast so you did not put, put it up. <laughs> so Jesus here gives us this powerful word. He says, which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it? Not so that he can stop. But so that if it's not enough, he can go and look for more so that he can finish it because we have to finish. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning. We pray that you may speak to us and challenge us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. amen. So discerning, Bazalwane, that this is the season of building like we have said will also require us to discern the cost, the price that we must pay so that we can build. When God commanded David in another place, you know, we'll read the scripture in just a moment. When God commanded him to build an altar through a prophetic word that came through Gad, and God charged him and said he must build him an altar. There was a man who came and offered David as a king. I mean, it was an honor for him. David shows up with his servants. And this man sees that they are going to embark on some project. And he asks, what are you guys up to? And, and David as a king says, 
that, you know, um, I'm going to build the Lord and altar. And this man uh, gets an opportunity to honor his king. And he says, I have oxen, I have everything. So in other words, he wanted to give him the resources that he is going to use to build this altar. And he wanted to give it to him for free. But David responds in a very, I mean, if I was David and I'm a king and somebody wants to make it easy for me to do what God wants me to do. I was going to jump at an opportunity, but David responds in a very unique way. He says, no. He says, no. And I was going to be hurt if I was that man. Can you imagine if you go to President Cyril Ramaphosa, you want to give him a gift, and he says no. He says no, but listen to why was he saying no. He says, but I will surely buy it from you for a price. In other words, I need this resource, but I must pay the price. He says, I will surely buy it from you for a price. Because there was a reason why he was saying that, Basil. And he says, no, will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, with that which costs me nothing. So he says, I must pay the price. In other words, this thing that I am doing, you need to understand that I am not just doing it voluntarily. The Lord has asked, has asked me of it. So I cannot just simply, <laughs> I cannot just simply allow you to jump in and take away from me the privilege to give my God a sacrifice. So he says, I am not going to offer anything to God, something that cost me nothing. In other words, David was simply saying, I know there's a price to it. It is going to cost me something. As a matter of fact, it is going to cost me a lot. But David was simply saying, I am willing to pay that price. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fine once or twice. <laughs> but don't let them always give you money for offering. <laughs> you can ask my wife, I told her that when we got married at first, you know, each time we come to church, I used to, until the Lord convicted me one day, Said you need to let her give from her own because I need like I keep your money. Yes, said no, no, no. The seed is not from her; it's from you, because it costs her nothing. She does not even feel it. So David bought the threshing floor. <laughs> the man buys the whole floor. And the oxen for 50 shekels of silver because it had to cost him something. And verse 25, and David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for the land and the plague was withdrawn from Israel. So a lot was at stake. A lot was at stake. So co-laboring with God in this house was alone. It will cost us something. It involves a sacrifice. If we want to do it in a manner that is not going to cost us anything, we are deceiving ourselves. And this is one of the accusations, by the way, that the enemy will always raise whenever you decide to arise and do something for God. You see, even as we are... Uh, uh, getting ourselves up and we understand the mandate and we say we want to, to build, if there's one strategy that the enemy is going to engage us on, it is to see if we are willing to pay the price. This is the same strategy he used. 
Because look, many of us, we are, we are not uh, stopped or prevented from serving God because we, uh, upon the realization of the fact that we lack resources, but it is just the fear. <laughs> it is just the fear of offering what God is going to demand from us. So when in the book of Nehemiah, the team was gearing up to build, and as a matter of fact, they started building. The devil used your son palats, and what did they say? They said, what are these feeble Jews doing? He said. And he said, will they fortify themselves? But most importantly, he said, will they offer sacrifices? So in other words, will they pay the price? And that is always the voice. Whenever you want to commit more to God, the devil always whispers, do you know what will it take? Do you know what will it, are you willing to pay that price? Do you know how much it will cost you? That's why many people don't want to overcommit themselves in the things of God because the devil keeps on saying to them, there's just too much of a price to pay. That's why when Sikonza, we don't want to, you know, commit into serving. And, and because the devil says, they don't have a life. When they, once they begin to serve, they don't even have a life. It will cost you the same way. So now you dare step in. So because he's trying to prevent you from offering God something that is going to cost you something. Are we here, Barcelona? So many of us might be willing to build. The intention is there. <laughs> but we might not be willing to pay the price. We calculate the cost and as we sit down and we are saying this is just too much of a price to pay. Remember when Jesus is speaking there, I said, when he says, who of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not sit down and calculate the cost to check whether he has enough to finish it. The goal is to finish. Jesus was not saying that so that we can be afraid or so that we can just decide to stop or, 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 or to refrain from building. But he was simply saying, it's going to cost you something. And you better when you decide, sit down and realize that there is a price to pay. You see, even when you get married, there is a price. It is going to, marriage is going to cost you. It's going, it's going to cost you your pride. It's going to cost you your independence. <laughs> it is going to cost you your, 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 your knowledge. It's going to cost you. And once you get into marriage with your eyes closed not having counted what it is going to cost you. You will wake up so powerful. Yay. And by so saying, I'm not saying don't get married, but I'm saying know that it is going to cost you. And you better prepare yourself and be willing to pay the price. Having children will cost you. Having kids will cost you a lot, literally and figuratively. And if you did not just take a moment just to accept that to a certain degree I need to now forget about myself, it's going to be hard to be a parent. It's going to be hard to be a wife or a, a, a husband because it will cost you. So you might be interested in building your marriage. <laughs> the intention might, might be there, but you might not be willing to. The question is, are you willing to pay the price? The, the issue here is not about are you going to you know, have what it takes to, to, to pay it, but the issue here is are you willing to pay it? We can sit here and say we, we, we want to build Mfundi. So we are, we are builders. Our blood is blue. But it must not inconvenience us. It must not take my time. It must not take my resources. 
It must not cost me in other words. So I'm here to challenge you. Yes, let us calculate the cost. But let us not run away from it. Because God will enable us to pay it. It's time to build Bazolani, but there is a cost. The question is, are we willing to pay the cost? If we truly love God, if we truly love his kingdom, if we truly love his people, we will always be willing to pay that price. But what is the cost, pun intended? What is the cost? Pun intended. In other words, what does even the word cost mean? But what is that cost? What will it cost us to build? That word cost, Bazalwane, as we define it, number as we define it, number one, it means an amount that has to be paid or spent to buy or obtain something. An amount that has to be paid or spent to buy or listen, in life, unless you are willing to pay. Stand is into a life in, but as one no keep mad. <laughs> and those two things don't go together. Mountain is in. Finally, Ufund is in Kiziako, Uguti, Ifunduk Patar. Just be generous and pay. It's like we are Tandaland, but Mabak Jelly Price are like, hi. You know, you know, some of us, Barcelona, we, we, we torture ourselves. There's another pastor, and, and this, this is going to be a very reckless statement that I'm going to say. So, there's another pastor that liberated me. I was listening to him, you know, and he said, I love having money. That's what he said, right? No, he said, I love shopping. That's what he said. I love shopping because that is what money is for. And I was like, wow. So Ngamuzwagai too, once he spoke, but I heard him twice. I was like, hmm. So when you make money, you must shop. Wow, is so, so if God grants you the grace and the favor to make money, you know, there are some of us who don't know how to enjoy your money. I'm not saying, that's why I'm saying it's going to be a reckless statement. I'm not saying go out there, to your, but I'm saying sometimes just learn to pause and take a moment and say, can't I just forget about any other thing and just have a moment with this mammon. Just, just have a moment. Just to remind you who is in charge. Just, can I just have a moment? Can I, we, we, we have this thing with my wife when we travel overseas, right? When we go to the U.S. for, for an example. I will say to her, listen, uh, right? We, 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 we don't know when are we going to get another chance to come back here. So Zobona with Pumanja must be able to move. But let's just enjoy this moment. And we just hit the streets and we we just buy. We we just buy. Man, we work hard for this thing. We sweat for this, but but it's just a moment that when you you just need to pause and just say, can't I just walk into this restaurant and just order what I want? If there's somebody I'm owing somewhere, but they will forgive me this time. I just want to enjoy. I just want to have a moment. I just want to have a moment. As long as you don't owe God. But, 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 but just, just say, God, here's your portion, but the 90 or so that I'm left with. Can't, can't I just have a moment? Uh, 
I always, I, I don't play, I don't, I don't play the lottery. I, but, but I, I, I normally make a joke when I see people winning like you know, hundred and three million. I'll, I'll be like to my wife, you know, if I can win this one three, one o oh, three, I will just bank the hundred. But just give me the three. I just want to go and, and just at that point, no phone calls. My phone is, I'm just dealing with this three. And then we'll come back and talk about the hundred. <laughs> because I want to have a moment with it. So, so the cost is an amount that has to be paid or spent to obtain something. So there are certain things that you will never obtain or achieve in life unless you are willing to pay. If you are willing, if you, if you want to look good, you must be willing to pay the price of buying good clothes. If, if you want to be, if you want to smell good, you must be willing to pay the price of buying that expensive perfume. You cannot be good looking for free. There's always a price attached to any great achievements in life. So if you, are, if you are not willing to pay the price, forget about the good and the great things in life. You want to have a good family, there's a price to pay. Are we here, Bezalwan? But also, secondly, it is defined as the effort. Hmm, take note. The effort, the loss, or sacrifice necessary to achieve or obtain something. Sometimes the price is in the effort that you have to put in. Sometimes the price is in the loss that you have to suffer. Or the, the sacrifice that is necessary in order for you to achieve certain things in life. And many of us are not willing to put in an effort. You see, there's a certain level in life where you've got to put in an effort. More effort. You, you've got to pray more. You've got to read more. You've got to be more diligent. Just a little bit of extra effort. Many of us, we want promotion in life, but we are not willing to pay the price of putting an extra effort. It's like you are married. <laughs> and you want a soft life, right? But you are not willing to pay the price of sometimes just being alone at home. While the husband or the wife is out there doing something. It's like now, it's a sacrifice to me and my wife that we can't be in a service, both of us. It, it, you might not feel it. I feel it. When I'm sitting here and my wife is not here. And after church, I have to go and you know, Bazalani, how after, uh, maybe I, need no, I, don't, I must not say this. Because then you will think otherwise. You know how challenging after service Sunday are? Because I've poured out into you and you go home with your family, with your... I have to sit alone at home, wait for my wife. <laughs> but... It's a sacrifice that's worth it. Yeah. I have to pay that price. She has to pay that price. She has to pay that price. Why? Because there is something we want to achieve. And, and, and sometimes many of us, our next level is just in that sacrifice, in that price that you have to pay. That, that loss, it looks like loss. Listen to, what, listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter number 9, verse 24. He says, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. So in other words, you will lose that next level because you are trying to spare yourself. You are trying to save yourself. But he says, but whoever loses his life, he says, for my sake, they will save it. So sometimes gaining more depends on how much are you willing to lose. How much are you willing to let go? There's no greatness without sacrifice. There's no greatness without losing. It will cost you something. And many of us, we are not willing to pay that price. You don't have, and I'm not saying 
spouses must be irresponsible with spending time together and whatever the case may. But if you are going to be a nagging wife, you don't spend time with me. And, and, and you're always working. Then Vumelanani Nizo every day. Because if you want that le- another level of life, there has got to be a price that is going to be paid. And, and, and if the little ones also, they want the soft life of holidays, whatever, when they want this, they must get it and whatever, they must understand that sometimes parents will not be around. And I'm not saying we must be irresponsible with this. The Bible says there's time for everything. There's time for, when it's time to work, we work. When it's time to bond and connect, we'll bond and connect. But, but when we want that great life, when we are building something great for ourselves, we are going to work. Amen. There's always a cost. I mean, for, I always say this. I always say this. You, you look at what, I mean, Barack Obama. As a, and I always make an example with him because at least he's the one who brought us into his world. With these dynamics. It's a busy man running the whole world. It's just that we don't know that we are run by. It's not just the president of the US. If you don't know, currently your president is Joe Biden. Currently, if you don't know. But that man, busy. Traveling all over the world. And yet, he would make time for his family just for them to eat. And then go back to the Oval Office. In the evening. And you see them, great, and you applaud. You don't know (laughs) the price, the cost, the cost. It's like now, I'm telling you, sitting alone at home, it's a cost. It's part of of it. It's just a little bit of it. Just a little bit of it. There's always a price to pay. And we must be willing to pay it. Say it's time to build. So even as we say it's time to build, it is going to cost us something. And I'm going to close with this, Basalan. It is going to cost us our possessions. We must be able to pay the price with everything that we Think we own. Building will cost us our possessions, spiritual possessions, material possessions. Exodus 25 from verse 1. Listen to how God was building. He says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they may bring me an offering. Now before you freak out, before you freak out, pause. Don't, don't think, oh, here we go. He's going to talk about offering. Before you freak out, he did not say, tell them to bring me money. He said, tell them to bring me an offering. Now, I want us to take this thing to another level. Of course, it includes money, but I want us to note something. He says, speak to the children of Israel that they may bring me an offering from everyone, take note, who gives it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering, he says. From every, everyone, no. So, so, so just in case you were confused by many people who don't know, maybe their Bible correctly, who now all of a sudden are getting excited. They're saying, no, New Testament way of giving. You are giving with, you must be willing to give with your heart. It has been in the Old Testament all along. God has always loved a cheerful giver. Even in the Old Testament, you had to give it willingly with your heart. It was not forceful. Even in the Old Testament. Just in case you are confused out there. So God says to Moses, Moses, go. Why to Martin? Why to Martin? So God did not say, Moses, I will come down in the cloud, call my people, and I will tell them to bring me an offering. No. He says, Moses, go and tell the children of Israel to bring me an offering to everyone who is going to bring it willingly. With their heart. 
The only difference here between New Testament and Old Testament giving concerning the heart is that that, that heart was not regenerated. <laughs> but we have the regenerated heart. So even when we decide, it's from a relationship with God. So even when you purpose in your heart, it must be a pure heart. That is not going to wrongfully calculate what God is seeking for us, Bazolan. Offerings, Bazolan, always had to be given willingly. It's not a new thing. But we must be willing to bring God offerings of our possessions that will be used in building his house. We are to be generous with these offerings. Are we here, Bazolan? Now, an offering is something given in worship. It is something, it is our worship. That's why God said to Moses, Moses, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go, go so that they may worship me in the wilderness. Another translation says, so that they may sacrifice for me. So because an offering is something given in, in, in worship, in, in honor, in reverence of God. It's everything that you are going to bring before God out of that place of a relationship with him. Understanding his heart, his mind, his desires, his kingdom, his people, his agenda. And you are going to give it from that place of reverence. Are we here? That's why I always say, don't give God anything, Bazalone, as if you are donating to him. We, we are not helping God with nothing, Barcelona. We, we, we are not. We need to give it from re relationship point of view. It has to be a revelation. Are we here, Barcelona? Why does God demand these offerings from him? It is because they come from him from the first place. That's why I loved what Mr. Maile shared earlier on. He says, I, 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 I give seed to the sower. So God is not going to demand a seed from you if he, if he knows very well that he did not give you a seed. So God is always going to look for an offering because he knows I have given you what it takes for you to bring me an offering. That's why even when Pharaoh was saying to the children of Israel, go and leave your wealth, God had to put it in their hearts that don't go without the gold and the seed. Silver. Go back to them so that you can bring out the silver and the gold because I'm going to need it where you are going. When Pharaoh said, go and leave your children, God said, go back to him and tell them, we are not going to leave. In fact, I love it because when Pharaoh said, leave your cattle here, the children of Israel went and said, from us to, in order for us to worship him in the wilderness. So we need everything to bring it along because so we have to be well prepared. We have to be well prepared. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 14, listen to this. It says, but who am I? This was again David speaking. And who are my people that we should be able to offer? That we should be able to offer. So willingly, he says. So willingly as this. So even before you are willing, God must enable you <laughs> to offer. Even before you are willing. So because in most cases we think because I am willing, it's out of my goodness. No, God had to enable you to offer first by giving you the offering. Amen. By giving you the offering. Then it says, for all, this was David's revelation. He says, for all things come from you. And of your own, we have given you. In other words, God, when we are bringing you an offering, we are not taking that which belongs to us. We are not taking something that comes from us. In other words, we are, we are not taking from our resources. We are taking something that you have given us. Hi. No, it's not ours. We, we, the Bible says we came with nothing when we came here on earth. So in other words, everything that we have been accumulating, it was God giving it to us, knowing that one day, the mistake that we did was to think that we own everything that God has given us. So David says, who are we, Lord? He says, this is a, this is a king, Basalwan, who, who was so humble in his heart. He says, who are we and who are these people that we can give you something? He says, he says, for everything comes 
from you. Listen to Matthew chapter number 10 verse 8. It says, freely you have received. You have received, but freely you must give, it says. Because anything and everything is not like we have worked hard for it like we always say. Because in Deuteronomy, the Bible says it is he who gives us power to generate wealth. So anything and everything that we have comes from God. It comes from our God, Bazaran. And listen, that's why then God says, if you have a struggle with paying the price with what you treasure, it's a revelation of the condition of your heart. Because Jesus again says in Matthew 6 verse 21, he says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Let me put it to you, Bazaran. It does not say where your heart is, there your treasure will be. Your treasure does not follow your heart. But the heart will follow your treasure. Do, do, you, do you want to know where your heart is? Just look at where are you paying the price? Where are you willing to pay the price without hesitating? Because we only calculate when it comes to the things of God. That's the condition of your heart speaking. It shows you where your life is. Okay, that's why I always say, when Christianity becomes part of your life, it's going to be a burden. But when it is your life, all that you have to do is to live it. And all the aspects of your life just becomes expressions of your love for God. Does not, you don't have to think twice about something that God is asking of you. That's why even when God said to Abraham, Abraham, give me your son Isaac. Abraham did not even hesitate. He understood that, and as a matter of fact, it was God who said next year, this time, you are going to have a child. When, when God took everything away from Job and the wife said, once. Oh, Job understood one thing. He said, we came empty. And we shall go back empty. Said, All that remains is for me to praise him. I, 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 I am close. Let me give you these, these things that God, when he says, when he says, bring me an offering, we must not just freak out because we are thinking money. There are a lot of things that God has given us that he is looking for in order for him to build his house. Number one, he has given us righteousness. God gave it to us for free. He gives seed to the sower. That's why when he is asking, listen to what the psalmist says. In Psalm chapter number 4 verse 5 he says, Offer the sacrifices of righteousness, he says. So in other words, if we, if we are saying it's time to build, we are not just going to bring our money, but we are going to bring our righteousness. Your righteousness will count. Even as we say it's time to build, your righteousness will count. Not your righteousness. It will come. And the, the reason why God is demanding it, it is because through salvation he gave it to us. Gave us righteousness. So he says, if you are going to build with me in this time, bring righteousness on the table. I need it. Because I need to use builders who are righteous, who understand this is a holy work. This is a holy calling. You better be righteous. And, and God is not saying, Go and then come and build. He says, I've given you righteousness. Bring it back to me. Just bring it back to me. That's all that he is asking. That's why I always say that if we are going to live our lives in the manner that is going to compromise God's work, we are selfish. We are selfish. Because then you are going to pause God's work. God's work must wait for you to go and work on things that God has already worked out in your life. God has made it easy for us. He said, before you are going to be involved in my work, let me make you righteous. Let me make you holy. Let me sanctify you so that you may come. So if you are going to go ahead and defile yourself, you are being selfish. Because we are making God's work difficult. So he says, bring me an offering of righteousness. Bring me an offering of righteousness. 
So, so, so when God is saying, let us be, as we are serving, as we are playing drums, as we are playing keys, as you are singing, as you are preaching, as you are a host, as you are, as you are participating in this mandate, I, I know this in your mind, that God is expecting that offering of righteousness. The way that you carry yourself, the way that you conduct yourself when you go out there, God says, just offer me each and every day. Bring me that offering of righteousness. Because if you don't, God's work is at stake. So Somebody decided, I'm going to hold back this righteousness that God gave me. I'm not going to offer it to him. How do I offer God righteousness? By living a righteous life. Showing the fruits of righteousness. So that God will not have to hesitate when he wants to use me. Number two, God has given us joy. So that we may give it back to him as an offering. Psalm 27 verse 6 says, And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. Just, just come with joy as we are building. Don't come with animosity. Don't come with bitterness. You don't, you don't have to be. Listen, that's why God, you see, we always say these things as cliches, right? We always say that happiness does not, you know, happiness depends on circumstances, but joy does not depend on circumstances, right? So God, in other words, says, you are not happy about something that is happening in your life. But he says, I've given you joy. <laughs> because he says, in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. So this is the offering that God is asking for because he has given it to you. No But the joy of the Lord is my strength. I might be fired. By God, I'm going to come and offer you the sacrifice of my joy. I'm not going to hold it back and be grumpy in your presence because the joy of the Lord is my strength. In the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. You don't have to see when I am busy building. I am going to rejoice as if everything is great. Why? The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's not my own joy but it is the joy of the Lord. Therefore when I serve, I'm going to give it back to him. When you are building be sour when you are building. Don't be miserable when you are building. Don't look apologetic and frustrated on your face when you are building. Rejoice. The Bible says again, I say rejoice. Get into the house of the Lord with joy and with praise in your heart. Because this is where God says, just give me. Just give me. That's why I always say sadness is currency. Don't waste it. Use it when it's necessary. Don't be sad. All the time you are sad because people will end up ignoring you because you are always sad. But when you are experiencing the joy of the Lord, the day you are sad, people will notice that something is not right in your life. Just, just rejoice in building. Just rejoice in serving. Just rejoice in walking with God. Just rejoice while you are at it. The problem that we have, Barcelona, is, is that we can say and declare it's time to build, but have builders who are bitter. Builders who are angry. And yet they still want to occupy. But you are not happy. God needs our joy. It's an offering. So that's why when I said, when God said, tell the children of Israel to bring me an offering, we must not just limit it to money. We must not limit it to money. We must not limit it to money. Let, let's move on. Number three, he has given us a garment of praise. It's directly linked with, it's directly linked with, 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 with joy, Barcelona. It says, so that we can give him the offering of praise. Psalm 50 verse 14, offer to God thanksgiving. That's one way of praising God. Just come with a grateful heart, praising God in the house of the Lord, giving him all the praise, not, not, not because, you know, of what is happening. Just decide, today I am going to just praise the Lord. As I walk in, I'm just going to praise the Lord as if all of my prayers are answered. I am just going to offer God thanksgiving. I know there are outstanding matters in my life, but I'm going to be grateful anyway. I'm going to thank God for everything. 
everything that I've been through. I'm going to thank God for the privilege to serve. I'm going to thank God for what He is also about to do in my life. I, I just choose to be grateful. I just choose to praise God. I just choose to praise my way to my breakthrough. I am a builder, but I'm going to be one that is grateful. I'm going to be one that is forever praising God in His presence. Number four, He has given us gifts so that we can give them to him as an offering. Psalm 72 verse 10 says, The kings of Tashish and the isles will bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. So God gives us gifts, not so that we can shine and so that we can, you know, be, be big out there. But God has given us gifts because he needs them as an offering so that he can be able to, to build. When you are gifted in the house of the Lord, don't come and brag about your gift. Don't come and hide your gift simply because you are protecting it from God. God gave it to you for a purpose. He wants to build with it. I was talking to the staff just two weeks ago. I said, Bazelon, for us to be able to build this great thing that God wants us to, to, to build, we cannot spare ourselves. The Bible says, give yourself wholly, fully. So when you have a gift, make sure that you are going to avail it to God 100%. You are not just going to spare it because you are saying, ah, no, I was a user. No, no, God gave you that gift so that he can use it. And what kind of a language is that? From a Christian who is born again. Did, did you give yourself the gift? Oh, you, you, you decided I'm going to press this button and then I'm going to know how to sing. I'm going to press this button. I'm, no, I'm going to know how to preach. I'm going to press this button. I'm going to know how to do this. I'm going to know how to do this. No, God gave you the gift. He put it on the inside of you so that when he needs it, it does not have to negotiate. He said to the disciples, Jesus said to the disciples, go up this road, you will find a donkey there. Untie it and bring it. When the owner asks, tell them the Lord needs it. Finish. That's all. I don't have to explain Just tell them the Lord needs it. So when the Lord needs your gift, avail it. It's an offering that you can. That's why, Barcelona, listen, the scripture is simple. God gives seed to the sower. You might not have money, but you have a gift. You might not have money, but you have joy. You might not have money, but you have praise. Just use whatever it is that God has given you as an offering to the Lord. I love the fact that, you know, the other professionals here at church, they are availing what they have studied at school so that it can be used for the benefit of this church. They're helping us set the HR systems, financial policies, so that everything may be in order. They are, they are not saying, my is born on an invoice. No, it's, just, it's like, that's the, that's, it, that's the least. I, I can't preach, I can't play an instrument, I can't sing, but I have a gift on the inside of me. When I see numbers, I, that's my language, and that's a gift I can offer unto the Lord. And God will reward them, Barcelona. If, if your only involvement is money, that's the lowest level of involvement. It's the lowest level of involvement. God has given us his Holy Spirit so that we can give him the offering of prayer. Man, you don't know what it means to me when I see you guys log in on Wednesday to pray. Just to see people logging in, coming in to pray. Because... It, it, it says to me, you have more to offer than just to attend a Sunday service, than just to give. You, are, you see, when you, are, when you are praying for somebody, it's difficult to hate them. If you are praying for this church, it will be difficult to have animosity in your heart towards this church. So when, when we pray, it's an offering to God. God demands it. He wants it from us. 
David says in Psalm 109, verse 108, he says, Accept, I pray, the free will offerings of my mouth. Nobody is forcing you to say good things about Builders Church as you pray. It must be a free will offering from your heart. God, today, I might not be giving money, but I'm going to pray the blessings of a Builders Church. I'm going to pray for Abafundis. I'm going to pray for the staff. I'm going to pray for the needs. I'm just going to pray for more souls to be won. I'm going to pray for the church to grow. I'm going to pray for all of the needs to be met. It's an offering. It's a free will offering from your mouth. It's an offering that God will gladly receive. Number six, he has given us time so that we can give it to him as an offering. David said, teach us to number our days so that we can know wisdom and be wise and use it wisely, redeeming the time. So if you don't have time for Builders Church, you can't be a builder. When we are declaring it's time to build, you don't have time. So how do you say it's time to build? You don't have time. How do you say it's time to build? When we are asking you to serve in one area or the other, you don't have time. It's like we are wasting your time. It's like, no, but they need to understand we have, we have more things to do, more important things to do. Listen, listen. Time comes from God. The Bible says we were given 70 years. It, it's God who decides. Yeah. And it says, God can give you more. Yeah. But if, as what's the need? So God gives us time. And then when he needs our time, we say we don't have time. But all of us, must God give, gave us a, a, a 24 hours. No, Pela, staff. But you don't understand it from Monday to Thursday. There's internal work that they are doing. And I always say to them, from Friday, it doesn't count as part of job description. It's service. So as he's sitting here playing, it's not job description. So it's serving. This is serving. So, so you can't say, hey, the sevens are cool during the week. So Sunday, credit day off. So week From Monday to Friday. And then Sunday, we are serve. Same principle. God gave us, all of us, we've seen it 24 hours. All of us. We choose. So my 10% is not only going to be money. My 10% is also my time. God, I'm willing to give you minimum of 10% of my time to serve. Many of us, he spend 24 hours. Decide, God, my 10% in the whole week, I'm going to use it to serve you. In whichever way, that's my minimum starting point. If Tiwa and Xevanga, minimum 10%. Because anyway, I did not vote to live. I did not vote to be alive. God gave it to me. He's the one who said, you know, 1978, April, Simple. So if you feel like when it's your time, it's okay. Say it's time to build. Then lastly, God has given us financial prosperity. Lastly, you see, that's the number last on the list. And bring financial resources as an offering to God. Because the Bible says money answers all things. Let's stand on our feet. So if we say it's time to build, we will also take our money. Drums, money. Piano, money. Screens, money. Pulpit, money. iPad, money. Handkerchief, money. Micro mi microphone, money. Speaker, money. Carpet, money. Venue, money. Coffee, money. Everything, money. Light, money. Flashing toilet, money. Everything, money. Camera money, 
podcast money. Everything money. That's why then he says to the children of Israel, tell them as they bring their offering, by the way, they must also bring gold and silver. Why? Because he said in Haggai 2, silver and gold belongs to me, he said. So in other words, he's the first owner of these minerals. Then he says, then I'm going to make you joint heirs. But when I need it, you must make it available. That's why we give a church. That's why we tithe. That's why we give sacrificially. Because we understand this one thing. These are resources that God needs. Let me tell you. Don't, don't let anyone confuse you out there. Your tithe is not for me. Your tithe is not for me. Your tithe and offering is not for me. Don't think you are giving towards Mfundis. No. I always tell people, I, when, I, when I decided to become a pastor, particularly respond to God's calling full time, I'm a hustler at core. I know how to hustle. I had my own businesses. I don't need to be a pastor to survive. I don't need to be a pastor to survive. Anything that I have worked with my two hands, it has never failed. I don't, have to, I don't need to be a pastor to, to, to survive in life. If I want to survive, I will not start a church. I am a pastor because I responded to God's calling. Your offerings, tithes, whatever that you give, at least in this church, you see where it goes. You see where it goes. Because it's not, it's not about me. It's not about pocketing money. In this church, we have employed 18 people. 18. And then you listen to somebody out there say, oh, you are enriching your pastors. I, I can be rich on my own. I, I have the revelation of scripture of how I can be rich without being a pastor. What are you talking about? I'm here because I responded to God's calling. Simple. It's not bored. I always tell people, if I need a job, I can make a phone call tomorrow. I can get a job. If I can, in fact, I'm even beyond jobs. I can start a business. I don't have to be a pastor. So when you give a church, you're saying, God, I'm co-laboring with you to build. Understanding that you said, bring tithes and offerings so that there may be food in my house. So that there may be food in my house. So that there may be food. See, the, the, there was another scripture that Mr. Maile read a long time ago in the book of Nehemiah. He said, the Levites in the house decided to go and go back to their jobs. Why? Because there was no provision in the house. People decided we are not going to give. We are not going to tithe. And they, the Bible says, then they went back to their, what does it tell you? They used to do something. They, they are skilled. <laughs> they, they, can, they can go and do something out there. Father, we thank you. For every good and perfect gift comes from you. And even as you said in your word, that we must count the cost. We know that you have enabled us to be able to bring you all the necessary offerings that you need. Even as we declare that this is time to build, we know, oh God, that you have enabled us, you have empowered us, you have equipped us, and we are not going to hold back. We are going to offer our righteousness. We are going to offer our joy. We are going to offer our thanksgiving, our praise. Oh God, we are going to offer our gifts. We are going to offer our material possessions, our finances. We are going to offer our time. Because we want to co-labor with you, Jesus. You said in your word you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. May we be those who will not work against you as you are building, but who will work with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray that, oh Father, abundantly you may continue to bless your people in this church. Bless the works of their hands. Bless them with resources. Bless them with gifts.
bless them with talents, abilities. Give them long life so that they may serve you more. Give them the grace to be able to handle pressure from work, from their businesses, so that they can be able to offer you time to serve you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, those who are struggling in their hearts, distressed, Father, we pray for joy in the name of Jesus, that they may be able to rejoice in you, O God, even as your word commands us to rejoice in you. We thank you that, O oh Father, we shall not come behind in any of these gifts so that we can be able to bring them as an offering before you. We thank you for this season. And Father, with one voice we declare, we shall build. Amen. We shall win souls. Amen. We shall disciple people Amen. and lead them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give Jesus a big hand of praise. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.